Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, that Super Bowl was something. Something that was on TV and something that happened. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. So the Super Bowl happened, and that's good. I don't quite know how to unpack all of it and how I actually feel about the outcome and the storylines and the officiating and anything that really surrounded the game, but we do know for a fact that the Super Bowl happened yesterday and the L.A. Rams are the champions. Ken Levick alive Monday here on ESPN 106.3. Post-Super Bowl Monday, the easiest damn sports talk radio day of the year. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see his smiling face. Uh, he is in his typical Monday spot. Stone the Banowitz, Friday night lights running things until 2 o'clock here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, Phillips Point Towers right off of the sunny yet cold intracoastal. Uh, Stone, let's go ahead and put uh, class in session here, okay? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's use an old school school bell here because we are giving grades. It is report card time. It is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl report card. There it is. All right, class is in session. And unlike when I was in school, and I dreaded any time there was a progress report or a report card being sent home, we don't have to fear anything. We're the ones delivering the grades today, and we have several categories we're grading here at the Super Bowl. But let's start with the game itself. So the Rams are world champions. The L.A. Rams are the champions of football, And they did it, I think, in, if this is possible, one of the more thrilling but also largely boring ways possible. Did this come down to the final couple of minutes? Yeah. Was everything from about two minutes until halftime through two minutes left to go in the game kind of mind-numbingly slow? Yeah. The Super Bowl just kind of happened. It was a sneaky, close game. But overall, what were the memorable moments from this game? Because to me, the most memorable moment are the Bengals using their backup running back on a third and short near midfield on a final possession. And that's it. A boneheaded play call like that. And that to me, and maybe the Odell Beckham injury. Those are the two things that when I woke up this morning, I'm like, ah, there's my Super Bowl memories. Well, one thing that I thought about that I hadn't seen a lot of people talking about was when Jamar Chase kind of ran out of bounds like five yards short as if they were running out of time. It was like 90 seconds still left, it felt like. I'm like, you're Jamar Chase. And you have two timeouts, bro. Yeah, like, you're Jamar Chase. Like, if he would have cut back inside, he might have scored a touchdown with the way this guy has been playing this year. I don't know, man. It's uh, You're right that it did happen, and it was a Super Bowl. (laughs) And We saw it. (laughs) I thought there were some good moments, though, for real, in the game, like, uh, especially, especially when they revealed the curtains back and 
50 Cent was upside down? Like, yeah. I didn't know he was going to be We're going to get to that. We're going to get to a <laughs> yeah. bloated 50 Cent, who was more like $5 on uh, oh, yeah. during the halftime show last night. We're going to talk about him because uh, he's got to be close to three bills at this point, <laughs> like legit three bills. Yeah. Uh, but, th- like, the game itself, uh. it was it, it was. Fine. I think that I started to, and what really did change the game is when Odell Beckham got hurt because that was one less weapon that the Rams could go to, that Stafford could go to, and then he tried forcing things. They couldn't run the ball all night. And then finally, at the worst possible moment for the Bengals, they forgot about Cooper Cup over and over and over again. And the officials decided they wanted to start throwing flags for the first time all night on the Rams' final possession of the game. But, uh, I mean, it just it lacked star power because of injuries, star influence because of injuries. Joe Burrow was running for his life the vast majority of the night. For me, if I were going to grade this game, and again, this is one of the closer Super Bowls that we've ever seen. But if I was to grade the game just quality of play and big plays and big moments... I'm probably giving it a C minus. Mm. Like the game was kind of there and things happened, but there was a big stretch from like midway point of the second quarter almost all the way through the fourth quarter where there was not a ton of action other than quarterbacks hitting the ground or passes being thrown out of bounds. Well, in the aftermath of it, even though it was a close Rams victory, I do feel good about my Rams prediction of like I think the Rams would have kind of won by a very wide margin had OBJ not gone down. Mm -hmm. He was not only, like, I guess he had two two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. That third play right there, if Matthew Stafford doesn't underthrow him, um, he catches that ball and probably picks up another 10 yards. He might have gone well over 120 yards and a couple of scores, Mm. and the Rams might have really put some damage on the Bengals. I I don't think – I mean, he was wide open. Yeah. Would have made Drake some more money he would have, yeah. if he needed it. <laughs> he could have padded Drake's pocket yeah, some man. more. Yeah, yeah, Drake absolutely needed uh, more of a payday courtesy of Odell Beckham. Like, I give it a C-minus overall. Again, like, the quality of play wasn't great, and we got the game MVP wrong. I yeah. love Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. And for all of those people that were hyperventilating, oh, oh God, oh, oh, who, oh, who, who gave Cooper Cup the one MVP vote? Because uh, I, I heard, oh, we've got to be totally transparent. Know who voted for who <laughs> after we saw the final MVP voting totals. And Aaron Rodgers was in the unanimous MVP. Tom Brady got his 10 votes. But who, who would vote for Cooper Cup? Well, you saw last night why I thought that that reaction was absurd and why Cooper Cup at the very least deserved an MVP yeah. vote. Because it's not even close He's far and away the best receiver in the league. We love Jamar Chase, okay? We love Odell Beckham. I love Justin Jefferson, all those guys. But Cooper Cup is the most sure-handed, the best route-running, the most impactful wide receiver, and maybe skill position player in football. It was not crazy for him to get an MVP vote. I, I will say he had the most – I still think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. I okay, think sure, the, the sure. difference between the Rams and – and the Packers is the Packers have a run, not just a run game, but a very potent run game. Whereas we saw last night, the Rams at times this season could not run the ball, and all they had was Cooper Cup. They in a our season's over if we don't convert this situation on a fourth and one. Needed to use Cooper Cup on yeah. the ground to get the first That's down. Pathetic. That tells you all you need to know about that ground game. And I mean the Bengals whipped them. I think a big part too, and 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 you got to give. 
credit to Cooper Cup. He does, he went out there and he earned it. And without him, the Rams have no shot. They suck. But a big part of Cooper Cup's one MVP vote and his you know Super Bowl MVP is Robert Woods goes down. There's an absence of a run game in L.A. and Odell Beckham Jr. goes mm-hmm. down in the Super Bowl. If Odell plays, he pro- like Matthew Stafford might end up getting the MVP because he's going to throw a couple to o- OBJ, a couple yeah. to Cooper Cup. I think a lot of that had to do with he's last man standing on that offense. But you can't. I wouldn't say that to take credit away from him. I mean, he went out there and he proved it. Yeah, I just it, there there was so much hyperventilating over Aaron Rodgers, who by the way was dressed like Curious uh. George's owner. I don't know what he was trying to do with that. Uh, but but again, <laughs> like a one MVP vote, we can we can after seeing what Cooper Cup did last night, we can all chill. We can all chill. But the the fact remains that the wrong guy got MVP. Because Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald is the one, while the Rams were trying to figure themselves out with Cooper Cup as their only viable receiving option in a game where uh, the the Rams could not run the ball, Aaron Donald absolutely dominated not one series, not one five-minute span, not one quarter, but the entire second half. Yeah. Aaron Donald put together one of the single greatest defensive performances we've ever seen in this game. He was in Joe Burrow's face, at his ribs, at his ankles the entire second half. And, oh, yeah, by the way, made the final two plays to clinch a championship for the Rams. Aaron Donald should have been the MVP unequivocally last night. I know it should have been Joe Mixon running the ball, but the fact that Aaron Donald, who was getting blocked, reached yeah. one arm out and grabbed some Isaiah P. P. Ryan, yeah. like, with he, he might have he Drags didn't move an inch. No. Like he put his arm out and Smiley JP Ryan stopped in his place. As if God himself said, "Stop!" Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I, I, but I, I do not know why why Mixon's not in the game. Like what are you doing? That's I mean, weird. the play call's bad enough. You need a yard. You, you need, need a yard. One yard. Go get who cares? Go 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 get your guy. Like go get your your number one. Yeah. Get the job done if you're gonna do a boneheaded run play like that. And he was good all night, Mixon. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. For sure. As ineffective as the Rams run game was, the Bengals, that was truly the only thing they really had going most of the night is they could run the ball. But I give the game a C-. Because, again, we got the MVP run. Yeah. And there weren't a ton of impactful plays. There were a lot of misses on offense. Matt Stafford, including, pointing to his receiver in the end zone, telegraphing where he's going to throw <laughs> the ball in the second quarter, getting it picked off. But then, right after that play, uh, you have the pride of the University of Florida, Vernon Hargraves, <laughs> injured Vernon Hargraves, running from the sideline into the end zone in street clothes to pick up a 15-yard penalty half the distance to the goal line and making sure the Bengals aren't going to score anything before halftime, like a dope. Wow. So you could come out and celebrate. It's stupid. Stupid. C minus. Who who on the side? Aren't there supposed to be guys? Stone, help us out with this. There's supposed to be guys on the sideline, right? That stop that from happening. How did he yeah. get past all of the guys right. that were supposed to stop that he's, from happening? There's got to be multiple get back guys yeah. there, right? I mean, not for Vernon Hargraves. He's on the loose. He's on the loose. He's on the loose. He's quick. He's, he's unaccounted for. He's unaccounted for. He came from nowhere. He came from the Gatorade cooler. Who knows? Uh, man, I, I mean, that was just so dumb. So, again, like, but those are the things we remember. The Odell Beckham injury, Vernon Hargrave's dopey ass coming out into the end zone to celebrate in in sweats. Uh, uh, the fact that the Bengals made a terrible play call and used the wrong running back with their season on the line. Uh, I, for, and, again, we got the MVP wrong. So, I'm going to give the game a C-. minus. The actual game gets a C-. minus. I think to I would give the game personally. I'll give it a B though. You're I giving it a B a, because You're generous. I wish you were my teacher. <laughs> Ken's mad. Yeah. The re, the reason I'll give it a B is I think part of the reason why we're so cru- critical of this Super Bowl 
is because these playoffs have been like unprecedentedly good. Like these playoffs mm. have set the watermark so high. So you think I'm affected by what I saw previously in this be. postseason? Like I'm just numb to mundane football now, even if it's it's close because of the wildness that I saw earlier in the postseason. It, it has to affect your vision here because at the end of the day, we got a game where we had a game-winning touchdown, a game-saving or clinching play with Aaron Donald. We had the stars shining bright in the biggest moments. I think the right team won, even right. though, even though, uh, uh, you know. The Rams did all they could do to keep the Bengals in the game, and the refs helped out too with the T. Higgins play, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, the right team won. Uh, it was a close game. It had its theatrics. The Rams had to make a comeback drive, so Matthew Stafford had to earn it without his second-best receiver on the field. It, it delivered. You know, like I still left feeling satisfied. Stone. B. He is, Theo is a generous grader. I loved it. I wish I had him in econ my senior year of high school. Uh, Even I couldn't have helped you with that. (laughs) No, that was a tear. So I I don't know why I took econ my senior year of high school. I can't do math. I don't understand finances. I still don't. That was the worst decision I've ever made is taking econ in my senior year of high school. That was my fault. Yeah. That D was my fault. It ruined an honor roll bid. Because I decided to take econ when I could have taken home ec. I could have baked a cookie and gotten an A. I've never heard of being called a, a honor roll bid. Is that you're so sportsy? Like <laughs> I was on the I, I was on the path. I was on the path, and I I, I missed a couple field goals and derailed, derailed myself. And yeah. no no honor roll for this guy. Yeah, you got to give it to mixing on third and short, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and home ec cookies were my mixing, and I yeah. blew it. I blew it. I decided to go P Ryan with econ. Uh, Stone, how are you grading the Super Bowl? The game? I guess I'm uh, I'm pretty. Pretty generous because I went A minus. I thought it, it really had everything besides the seven straight punts from the third and fourth quarter transition. I thought it really had everything. I think what not a lot of people are talking about is Evan McPherson almost had his opportunity to take this game to overtime and, and keep these string of playoff games crazy. So they were right there. I mean, three plays, they got to the 50 yard line and everyone was like, okay, I mean, Evan McPherson's yep. warming up. They're showing him yep. on the camera and stuff. And I was like, all right, here we go. Like, we got ourselves a game. But you forget about it because seven straight punts in that third and fourth quarter was kind of lackadaisical. But the Rams' defense was there, 3 of 14 on third down for Cincinnati. So, like, the star power was showing out. Jalen Ramsey was doing all he could. You know they were going to attack him, and it's tough when you're on an island by yourself. They're like, hey, we're going to play zone over here. You're by yourself, Jalen. You know, do your best, buddy. So, I mean, I thought, you know, the stars showed out for the most part. I, I gave it an A-. minus. I see. For me, like, the Bengals' biggest play was completely marred by a missed offensive pass interference or an offensive face mask or an illegal offensive hands to the face, whatever you wanted to call it. I mean, it probably should have been a 15-yard penalty. It was a personal foul. Forget offensive P.I. Like That was was like a a face mask, like 15 yards, like full-fledged. So that... The Bengals made a big play right out of halftime, but again, it was because the officials blew it. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely blew it. That stuff happens fast. Really fast. Yeah, but we, that we, was like, nah, come on. You're paid good money to officiate a Super Bowl, yeah. and you have all this on the line, bonuses and legacies, and you can't see that he had a full grip of the face mask and he's ripping him to the ground? So are you saying you're not a fan of the swallow the whistles in big games like this? Because, I mean, I think so. They're fighting. They're duking it out out there. That's so not, what? That's, that's, I mean, it was bad, but we got it in <laughs> slow-mo. All the millions of viewers got it in what? slow-mo. No, no, no. No! We saw it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Ramsey I didn't see it in real time. to the ground. What, you thought he tripped? I thought he tripped. 
Well, a ref on the ground in yeah. front of that should have Listen, saw that his face mask turned I'm all the way Wait, 180 degrees. So Stone says A, A minus on the game. Theo's going B, and I'm going D minus on the actual game. How do you grade it? Class is in session, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us, at KLV1063 on Twitter, at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six is the number. Yeah, that 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 no call was completely unacceptable, and I fear I fear that the uh, the the defensive holding that was called that set up the Rams inside the ten on what would eventually be the game winning drive was a long term makeup call for yeah. the Bengals being gifted. A touchdown because there was very little there, very little contact with Cooper Cup and flag when nothing had been thrown all night long, including Jalen Ramsey getting his face mask ripped to the ground as he went tumbling. I mean, after that touchdown, you could tell how obvious it was in real time, Stone, because not even the Bengals were celebrating. They all looked confused yeah. about what was going on, like the other shoe was going to drop. Everybody's looking at the scoreboard because nobody believed that Jalen Ramsey just flung himself and rolled, gator rolled to the turf. He got escorted there in a very violent manner. Uh, so it, things were just clunky. The whole seemed, the whole thing seemed clunky. And despite the fact it was coming down to a close game, I mean, you were watching the broadcast on NBC. Nothing felt overly dramatic. There wasn't an overly dramatic feel to anything. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I think it could have been more so if the, the problem was we all assumed, especially after the first couple of plays of that Bengals drive when they had a chance to go tie it up or win it, we all assumed once they got to about the 50, when they were in that situation, uh, first and 10, in position, we thought that they would go and at least hit a field goal. So, like, the dramatics were kind of playing up, but we thought, like, okay, we've got more to come. Mm-hmm. And then it ended just so quick, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody thought – when it was third and one, it's like, okay, they're getting another first down and getting field goal range. Nobody thought it would be – Handoff. Handoff. Aaron Donald says no. With the backup. Yeah. And then he, and then he blows by Quentin Spain, who who uh, who spent a lot of time on Twitter trying to defend himself after <laughs> yeah, letting sure Aaron – sure did. Donald. Bro, tweet through it. Tweet through it, Quentin. <laughs> tweet tweet through, through it, man. Just tweet through it. Quentin Spain, if you're somewhere out there listening, I, I feel bad for this guy because yeah. I know it's bad for you when right after a Super Bowl loss, you you got beat on the last play of the uh-huh. Super Bowl, and you went straight for the phone straight once you got to the, the locker phone. room. Crying in the club. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Tweet, tweeting and crying in the club, literally. He's, tears are running down his face as he tweets and he's the tweet, locker room. And he's tweeting at Jeffrey Simmons who dominated him yeah. in the, uh, what was that, the divisional round. Yeah. Yeah. And he's tweeting at him as if they didn't give up nine sacks in this, that game. Right, exactly. Seven sacks in this game. Yeah. Joe Burrow got sacked 19 times in the postseason. That was the worst performance. Quinn, just take your L. Yeah, just, just go You quietly. got to the Super Bowl. Take your L. Shut off the phone for a few days. Go yeah. to Aruba. And then we can handle it in a couple of weeks, okay? <laughs> we, we have to figure out what's up with Joe Burrow's knee. That didn't look pretty either, and I haven't seen much on it. No, but I, I, it was his opposite knee from the one that had to get reconstructed. He came back out. Uh, it definitely did not look good. You're right. And uh, what I'm more concerned about is OBJ coming back from that knee. Like that, that was really frustrating because yeah. I really enjoyed seeing him ball out. But I'm with you, Theo. If he doesn't get hurt, I think that we're in for a long night. Oof. With not a lot of drama. It, was it would have been a track meet. Yeah. It would have been a track meet. Like, OBJ was going to be open all night, and all then you can't night. shift the cover or coverage over. No. I mean, Stone, you're a QB. You know what that does. Absolutely. 
they shifted the coverage all the way over to Cooper Cup, and yeah. that kept them quiet for a while until Stafford said, "You know what? I, I'm just going to throw it to him anyways." Yeah. Well, it, it took him. It took them two quarters to yeah. figure that out. And uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford, that no look throw on nice. third and long, disgusting, was disgusting, and putting it on a dime. Matt Stafford wasn't great last night. Well, 283 on 40 attempts, yeah. it's not great. It wasn't good. It's not great, but man, that was a baller throw. And that back shoulder throw to Cooper Cup in the end zone, you knew when you saw Eli Apple over there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Looking like food. I'm gonna look- <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was so predictable. Just getting beat down over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Over and over and over again. He's man. also on Twitter right now. Oh, on, so. no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, so I give the game a D minus. I was just sort of eh. C minus, I, I thought. You oh, gave oh, it a C minus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm even being more it's severe. Worse now. Worse I know. The more I talk through it, the the, 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 the more angry I get about it. No, C minus. Okay. C minus. I give it a C minus because you're. it would have been a D minus if Cooper Cup didn't rise to the top at the end. Stars doing star things. Theo says, hey, B. Give it a B. Stone loved it. A minus. Yeah. A minus for junkie. Stone. Junkie. He's a junkie for it. All right. Let's go ahead and give our grades to the game last night. Super Bowl 56. How are you grading it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at always. At KLV1063. It's the personal Twitter account. Don't abuse it. Got it? Rodney's in West Palm. Rodney's on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Rodney? Not much, man. What's going on, fellas? Hey, how? What did you think of last night? Um, eh, it was it was okay. It was okay game. Um, I actually like the halftime show more than the game, but um, I actually wanted to see, uh, to have, uh, I want to see what you think about this. Uh, so, uh, Evan McPherson was the only player that watched the halftime show last night. Well, uh-huh. that I saw, right? Yeah. So had he had the opportunity, had he had an opportunity <laughs> to kick a game with a game tying field goal, and he missed it, bro. Bro, do you think do you think the talking heads would have ripped him for watching the Rodney, halftime show? Rodney, I swear to I, God, I hang up and listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rodney, I'm going to tell you right now, you're in my brain. You are what? in my brain because I five minutes ago was going to bring this up because Rodney's on to something, and I was thinking about it last night mm-hmm. when NBC showed for the first time the smiling Evan McPherson on the sideline having the time of his life. Watching Snoop, watching Kendrick, watching Dre, uh, that awesome halftime performance. And the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my God, if he misses a game-tying or game-winning field goal at the end, you know how annoying tomorrow is going to be? Rodney, I promise you, I promise you, Stephen A., I'm going to write him down so we can, we can have all the cast of characters accounted for here. Stephen A., Shannon would let it go, but Skip, woo, man. Skip, Skip would be on it. Skip would be red-faced and <laughs> screaming and vomiting on national television this morning if Evan McPherson missed the game-time field goal after not going to the locker room and watching the entire halftime show. I promise, 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 promise you. Colin Cowherd, add him to the list. Oh, yeah. He was- Clay Travis, <laughs> holy hell. Clay Travis would have the show of his life. See, that's what happens when you have a woke kicker. I promise you. Clay Travis would make that something for a month, that dopey-ass dope. Yeah, 
Yeah, that would have been a thing, and we would have had to talk about it, and it's better that Aaron Donald did what he had to do because it saved us from even having to go to that ridiculous place. I See, and I I would go against that. For one— Let's go, Theo. What is the kicker— What is he doing at halftime? What, 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 what do you want him in the locker room doing what? To let's, do what? Well, like, what? he's not—let's— let's, like stretch his toes? Yeah. I don't understand. I, that's that's ridiculous. But also, I thought it was a boss move by him and probably one of the best moves I saw by any player that was in that stadium. Hell yeah. Because that was the show of of, a, of a lifetime. Bro. And he got to watch it on the field. Yeah. Like, who, don't pass up on that. No. Who's, who's the kicker for the Rams? Matt Gay? He missed he messed up. Sam Hecker or whoever yeah. the punter was. For, right. They yeah, messed up. They, they messed up. Evan McPherson was perfect all postseason. He can keep his ass He's a boss. There. He's a, a boss. As far as the kicker, here's I have a few things on it. I mean, till I collapse is uh, just assuring you you're going to make that kick. <laughs> just, you, you, know, you got one shot. Yeah. Exactly. One yeah. opportunity. You know this kid's in the zone. You know, this kid's getting in his bag. He's like, I want that kick. Yeah. It helped him. Stone's right. Like, the, the fact that he was out there watching the halftime show, that prepared him better for like, a game. Winning like game. he's getting nostalgic. Like man, I grew up. You know, I remember in the high school locker room listening to these guys. Like no, it did him no wrong. Yeah, that's no wild. wrong. And honestly, if you if you can't sit there see Kendrick live and it doesn't like, push you <laughs> to just be a total badass and yeah. rise to the occasion, nothing. There's nothing. Zach Taylor is right. going to tell you that's that Kendrick thing. isn't going to tell that's you. That's another thing. I think the Bengals might have won if they all, they all stayed, stayed on the sideline <laughs> and watched this show. Because Zach uh, Taylor is, is, if anything, if anything, hey, there's one word come I can on, guys. use for him. Come on, guys. Uninspiring. Yeah, <laughs> He's sure. very uninspiring. Uh, guys, we're going we're gonna to use the backup running back in the biggest uh, biggest plays of the game. Okay, uh, Go, go. One, two, three, break. <laughs> like, that's what halftime would have been. Brian brought up the kicker thing and Evan McPherson watching halftime. And I told him, Plenty of times, and this is only from you know my college experience, but plenty of times we'd walk into the locker room after practice, and the punter and kicker would be in their chair or on the floor sleeping. <laughs> like they they spend they practice for I'm not kidding they practice every, every single day they practice for 15 minutes they run on the field and they'll do punt they'll do PAT or they'll kick you know with the line and then they're on the sideline playing tag and then we catch them in the locker room after asleep and they're like over we're good and they they leave with us yeah. so. I mean, this guy's got nothing to do. But yeah. I'm telling you, Rodney, that is arguably the best call we're going to get all day because it not only crossed my mind, I was dreading it on that final Bengals drive because I knew if he missed, it would immediately, well, if he would have prepared properly, then he wouldn't have been in that situation. And it would have been the most annoying storyline in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Period. Period. At least he walks away with something because the rest of the Bengals took the L and missed the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say he he takes the most away from being, <laughs> it was being in the game. <laughs> Evan McPherson, you can do no wrong, man. And we, w- I would have stood by him if he missed that kick. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, but I'm with you guys. He better prepared himself for a game-winning kick or a game-tying kick by being out there for the halftime show. Damn right. Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, they're preparing you. Speaking of preparing, uh, it's like... It's like being a kicker and at halftime and seeing Eminem and seeing Kendrick and seeing Snoop. It prepares you. Again, this is hypothetically prepares you for the sports industry. I can't tell you how many Super Bowls have featured those who have gotten their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic in different capacities because this is how you get in the sports industry. It is vast. There are a lot of options. You know what I hear a lot? I want to be an agent. 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 
Then you get into the FAU MBA Sport Management Program and you realize, oh my God, there are hundreds of other career paths I could take. Pro sports, college sports, local sports, it's all right there. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, been doing it for 22 years. The, in fact, when it started, when the FAU MBA Sport Management Program started, Snoop, Trey, Eminem, all of them were in their primes. And now we're looking back and we're saying, wow, that felt good to junior high or high school level me. That's how long they've been doing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Stone class is in session. We are giving our grades to Super Bowl 56. Again, me, C minus. Theo says B. Stone's giving it an A minus. How do you grade last night? The game last night. Was it thrilling? Was it amazing? Do you give it an A? Or was it just sort of meh? And you give it a low grade like me. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's at KLV1063. When we return, we not only grade the game. But it's time to talk that halftime show as well. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levick. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. In all seriousness, name me another better individual defensive performance that we've seen, I don't know, last decade, last 20 years, last 30 years in the Super Bowl. It hasn't been there. Von Miller, uh, as a Panthers fan. Von Miller, fan, yeah, 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 he was all over the place. As a Panthers fan, I could say that he, 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 he crushed my dreams. But that game was that game was not particularly close. Was it competitive? Okay. Was it like this though, where Aaron Donald is coming up with big play after big play, including the final two plays yeah. to clinch it? I, I mean, for, for me, former Bengal Willie Anderson was on with Max Kellerman this morning, and he was uh, with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will here on ESPN 106.3. And Willie Anderson was asked about the performance. Of 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 Aaron Donald compared to Cooper Cup, and I actually thought that Willie had the, the the right take on this. I think he said it perfectly, more so than than I'd be able to say it for sure. But this is Willie Anderson on on why he thought Aaron Donald should win MVP. You know, Aaron Donald is, is starting to get the Michael Jordan treatment right now, where he's so great that you expect it all the time, and you don't want to keep giving the same guy the MVP all the time. But definitely last night, that game, when the game was on the line, yes, Cooper Cup is a great receiver, great player, and put them up. But when they needed it, Joe Burrow was on the, was on the comeback. When they needed it, the MVP stepped up and made you know two unbelievable plays, second quarterback, and, and definitely should have been Aaron Donald for the um, MVP. I think there's something to that. He's so good, so dominant, that there's almost this mythic thought around him that he can do anything. And Joe Burrow was getting cooking again. That was <laughs> the first... Three plays of that drive were the best we had seen of Joe Burrow since probably the midway point of the third quarter. Right before the first throw of that possession, uh, Al Michaels said, man, only one catch tonight for Jamar Chase. Sure enough, Burrow looks off Jalen Ramsey, 
He goes flying, throws it to the outside, chase with the catch up the sideline, and then running out of bounds. Like you said, Theo, why why are you running out of bounds right there? You have two timeouts, and there's 90 seconds left. And you're Jamar Chase. And you're Jamar Chase. Yeah. But then, sure enough, Joe Burrow gets up to the line, fires another eight-yard pass, and you're like, here he goes, here we go. And they were moving. And, and then Aaron Tyler Donald, Boyd. and that, that, that drop from Boyd was Ooh. bad. First drop of the year. And he, that's what I'm saying. He, like, if it's one thing Tyler Boyd is good at doing is catching balls over the middle. Like, yeah. uh, that, was, that was kind of weird. But then Aaron Donald took advantage of it and blew everything up from there with the Bengals having momentum. I just think he should be the MVP. I get the case for Cooper Cup. I get it. But Aaron Donald, I think, did more to impact that game than Cooper Cup did. And I think Cooper Cup is easier to vote for because he's an offensive player. People love his story. Like, I just think that he's a simpleton's easy vote. For MVP in that spot. I think what also ties into it, though, you were just listing off a few things. One of the things you got to listen in there is he had statistically one of the greatest seasons of all time oh, from a wider season. But that's not supposed like, to matter. But like, that's not. But, but it's, th- this isn't a season that achievement matter. award. That tied in to this game and in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, every single pass on that game-winning drive, Cooper, Cooper, because that's all Cooper, they had. Game that's on all- game on the line. Who are we going? Cooper, end it, call it. The dude's had a season, and he capitalized on it and put the cherry on top. So, I mean, I'm not that mad let at me it. Ask, let me ask uh, Division One quarterback Stone Lebanowitz. Cooper Cup could not get open in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. Could not. Absolutely could not. What changed? Did the Bengals start getting super conservative defensively? Is Cooper Cup that good a route runner where he just put a little extra cut into those routes, how did he finally get to a point where there was room for him? That's football, man. It takes time. Like, along the game, you got 30 guys up there in the box with headsets on saying, this isn't working, that's not working, this isn't working. Where can we get Cooper? Where do we have to put him? And you talk, and you talk, and you talk, and you have a 10 plays, and you're like, this is where Cooper's going to find success, and you put him in those positions. So it just takes time to figure out, I mean, God forbid they're playing good defense, and, you know, in a Super Bowl, like, they're schematically – like scheming Cooper Cup up. They've had two weeks to prepare to do that. So I, I didn't find it weird that they, we weren't finding him. They did the same thing to Jamar Chase. Where was he? Well, they were scheming him up. Like, it's simple. But I think, you know, Coop's, Cooper Cup's in that category now of receivers in the league where he is assured a certain amount of touches. Ten targets, more than anybody last night. Same thing as Devontae Adams. He averages like 10 or 11 targets a game. He's just in that category. At times, there's just nothing you can do. He's going to be there. We're playing this defense. This is These are the zones where he can find, and we're going to get the ball to him. How about Cooper Cup getting the elite receiver treatment on that flag inside yeah, the 10? Totally. Yeah. I mean, he got he got elite. He's made That's it. That's a you great can, way to put it. You, that, can tell, you can tell he's made it because he gets the same calls now Devontae Adams. <laughs> I like it. Definitely. I like that. Because uh, that was not that was not a defensive hold. That and, was not a pi. And it was a it was one of those benefit of the doubts. How did yeah. that linebacker stop Cooper Cup? Yeah. Let me get this yellow little yeah. thing out of my pocket yeah. here and, and fix that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like see that throw a flag on that, but not uh, Jalen Ramsey getting thrown to the turf. <laughs> and, uh, hey, hey, it was, it, but but as Stone said, it's in real time. It's really quick. No, the, yeah. the whole stadium saw it. The whole stadium saw that. I was mad. I, I mean, I was mad I, when I saw the replay. I was like, damn. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad, and it should have been called in real time. But that, that's part of the reason I give this game a C-, minus because the officiating wasn't good. We got the MVP wrong. Things were clunky. Uh, I, I just I, I didn't think that for such a close game, it felt like there was a ton of built-up emotional drama that was coming. So I give it a C-, minus. but maybe Theo's right, and, and he's my, my football psychologist here. I've been conditioned by the divisional round and the championship round mm. where everything was 
heart attack inducing and uh, twitchy and sweaty and oh my God, how is this going to end to where now any football drama? And I'm just like, Ugh. Yawn. Like yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it is. But but Theo gave it a B. You, I mean, you you thought it was a pretty solid game. And I think also Aaron Donald is the is the guy to blame for that. He that game could have had a more climatic ending. But he Aaron blew Donald everything said, up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. He said, "I'm ready to get this ring." <laughs> but I would say too, the part that I think really hurt Donald in his case for the ring or for the Super Bowl MVP because obviously he was the most impactful guy on the field uh, on you know that night, but. That last play, if that was a full-out sack and Burrow didn't just toss the ball out like that at the end and it mm. counted, because raw stats help in those matters. Which sucks, but so, you're right. Because you're like, you're right. Some idiot, some doper sitting there in front of a stat sheet and he sees two sacks from Donald, two touchdowns from Cooper Cup, and they're like, well, touchdowns are better than sacks. Mm-hmm. Gives it to you know Cup, who obviously made the game-winning touchdown. If that was a sack and Aaron Donald had three sacks and maybe even a sack fumble on Burrow right there, clear-cut yeah. case, it's over with. Aaron Donald gets it. I like that. On that play... Maybe maybe Piron wants to give a little bit of an effort <laughs> to try and die for that ball. You're going like, after Piron. I'm telling you, it was at his feet. Like, come on, bro. That's the last play of your season. I'm not sure if he noticed that it was there yeah, until it was too I late. Hope, I hope that's in that. Yeah, that he didn't know how mind. it was coming out of Joe yeah. Burrow's arm. It just flew out somehow. But, you, hard but if you're him. the dump off, though, you kind of got to be. You got to be ready, And man. you see he's in trouble like that. You need to be, like, focused on him, yeah. ready to go get, you know. Because I thought Burrow did well. To get off what he got off. It wasn't like uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo underhand yeah. heave or a Kyler Murray, uh, you know, just say a prayer and pick six coming back your <laughs> way. Uh, but uh, he put it in play. He put it, he definitely put it in play without question. Let's talk about this halftime show. By the way, we're grading the game, the, the actual game. We're going to grade all aspects of this. Grade the game, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. Class is in session. This is the first annual Ken Levick Alive Super Bowl report card show here on ESPN1063. Uh, let's focus on this halftime show. You know how how I know that it was a good halftime show, how I enjoyed it, how uh, I know it was quality? Because when it ended, I said to myself, that's it? I wasn't ready for that to wrap up. I, I really, truly enjoyed it. I thought the, the, the set was funny. It was funny. It was exciting. I love the fact that so many people paid big money to sit there and half the stadium probably couldn't see all of the performers <laughs> at one time. The petty me loved that entire thing. Dre was awesome. I didn't know that he could. He was so good uh, on the piano. That shocked me so much that I didn't even notice Eminem kneeling I right didn't next notice to it either. him. Yeah. Uh, I did, it didn't even occur to me until after that Snoop is wearing the Crip blue. Yeah. Even though I'm sure the NFL was like, hey, could you not wear blue? He's like, I'm wearing blue. <laughs> uh, and he's Crip walking across the, the stage. Man. But it had everything. And for them, they took it like a celebration of them. And he, he smoked, smoked right before him. He smoked right there at hey, the entrance of the NBC, stage. NBC, NFL, if you had the guts, you would have shown that before <laughs> before the, uh, the the performance started. Snoop is sitting in the set yeah. right before they're about to go on. He's, he's not clearly sitting. got he's, a blunt. Yeah, he's, he's leaning. leaning. He's, he's leaning, leaning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, like he's in an alley somewhere. <laughs> but it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. But they, 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 they ended up using it as a celebration of them. They didn't debut anything. They didn't do anything obscure. They played the damn hits. 
And that's why the halftime show was awesome. And they did it well, and it was well choreographed. I loved it. It was I nostalgic. It. I give it, I honestly, I, I don't think it was the greatest halftime show of all time, but I give it an A. That was an unequivocal A last night. I, I still, to me, it was the greatest halftime show of all time. Beyonce had a great one as well, and there, there's been great ones. I Prince. Just, I'm, and I'm not a Prince guy, but I think that Prince, Purple Rain, In the Rain, like that, that ended yeah. up being, there were a lot of factors out of his control that made <laughs> yeah, it yeah. the best of all time, but I'll still make that. And I made the mistake last night of saying Bruno Mars was the best I had seen, and then the Twitter Prince Brigade <laughs> went crazy yeah. on me. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, were out and about last Prince, night. Prince came from the grave and started haunting me. Like, it was that severe. And I was wrong. I was wrong. I own it. Bruno was great. I love Bruno. Prince was the best. This was an A, though. I mean, this was – how could you not love that? I'm sorry. I think it also sets the standard for what we should be looking for in halftime shows going forward. Regional? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I want to see a regional thing. I want to see a collaborational thing. Like, I don't want to see, like, I mean, Bruno Mars was good and all, but I don't want to see just... I don't want this Super Bowl to go back to Atlanta and Maroon 5 oh, is if, the halftime show. If that happens, I, I'm so out on it. I've walked away from a lot of halftime shows in my day. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, and you know what I really can see? I started thinking about this last night. Like, maybe 10 years from now, DJ Khaled, has something like this where he has like a Lil Wayne, a Drake, a Nicki Minaj, Beef. a Chris Brown, and it's a nostalgia thing where it's like, okay, now they're past their primes, but they come back and do. It's almost like a reunion tour. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be epic, even though DJ Khaled is very annoying. He is extremely annoying. He doesn't yeah. have to perform; he can just organize. He'll the just whole do thing. the producing thing, like yeah. uh, like, like, Dre. like Dre did, but yeah. no rapping. Please yeah. don't don't yeah. get on the mic, DJ right? Khaled. Please, please. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. You're Another too, one. Yeah, like bro, come on. I know you make a lot of money off of those two words. We don't need to hear them over. Whatever over. happened to We the Best? <laughs> Who? We the Best. He, did, he retired those, and now another one is all he's going yeah. with. But I give it an A. Like that was an unequivocal A. And again. I didn't want it to be over. I did not want it to be over at yeah. all. Uh, what didn't help, though, for me, and Stone, we're, uh, halftime show. Now, you, we're going to get to this. Stone made a, uh, a fatal decision last night about fatal. how he was going to consume the Super Bowl. But from what you could hear or understand of the halftime yeah. show, how would you grade it last I night? I went A+. Plus. I have an A+, plus, so I'm, I'm two for two on A's. Man, it was awesome. It was awesome. And what did it for me was you know just looking around the room, or the entire, you know, bar and just seeing 40-year-old accountant Steve, you know, with the family of three or four <laughs> throwing up the West Side and stuff. Like, people were just people were just taking it no, back, and I was proud. Thing. I was like, you go ahead, you guys can have this. But this is the problem with a halftime show like that is white people start to get bold. Oh, a white I was, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I started thinking, I'm glad I wasn't in that bar. Because when rap music is on, it's oh, yeah. the drunk white folk. It's the oh, worst that get thrown around. Because uh, Yeah, I was going to say, because and, uh, the N-word, it feels like <laughs> some, some, some folk feel like it can be said. Yeah. Uh-uh. No? And then you start having the hands. No. Hey, white people, <laughs> you should not be throwing around crip signs. You don't need West Side signs. I you seen don't some need West Sides, and I was like, whoa, what are you doing, Steve? What uh, are you doing Steve, over there? And Steve in accounting, why are you hey, doing that? That might have been Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach. You don't know. You, know, you just don't <laughs> you know. know. And you never know. But... Here's what ruined this entire thing for me, and I've got to find the uh, I've got to find the tweet here. But Josh Cohen, who you'll hear today at four, here's the tweet. He tweeted on Saturday, "You guys aren't going to believe this bleep." And by the way, at Josh Cohen Radio on Twitter, my friend is a music industry big shot. He can't even speak. He's so stunned. There's going to be a surprise during the halftime show tomorrow that's going to shock the entire world, and I mean entire world. I'm talking about a moment that people will be talking about for the remainder of time. 
All I can say is that there's a song in which one of the original performers is going to return and perform their part, and people are going to absolutely lose their minds. So I'm thinking, is this where we find out that Tupac isn't really Tupac <laughs> is back. <laughs> Tupac coming back from the Cayman Islands <laughs> out of retirement. Oh, man. So that Floating got, down from the yeah, ceiling. I was like, wow, so Tupac's not dead. This is going to be incredible. I mean, little did I know... It was just 50 Cent hanging upside down. That was so weird, too. That was out right. of place, overweight, 50 Cent. Okay. So the, the, the person who came up with the idea to have 50 Cent hanging upside down probably hates him, right? Like, that was a vendetta thing. Oh, pro- I, it was I Floyd Mayweather. It was yeah, yeah, it was Floyd. If Floyd got in someone's ear, they're like, hey, 50, you know what's going to be a great idea? You look extra bloated now. You yeah. should hang upside down. How long? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Because by the time they actually got to him, it looked like <laughs> he was starting to have some neurological problems. <laughs> there was blood flow going to places that it shouldn't be. He was upside down for way, way too long. Oh he God. looked bloated and bad. and but I'm worried to rip him. And I'm not going to do it on Twitter because he can find that. And he's going to oh. rip me apart because he's the pettiest person on the planet. Yes, sir. I'm not. I'm not putting that in writing. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it, but I'm not putting it in writing. But I don't know whose idea that was. But a that wasn't an incredible return to music. It, that show could have absolutely done without yeah. Fifty Cent. It was a weird interjection. Yeah, I would have been fine with more Kendrick. I would have been fine with more Mary J. Blige. I would have been. And by the way, who is aged? Oh my goodness. Expertly. Yeah. Black don't crack. Saying. <sighs> I mean, she is beautiful. Yeah. But. We didn't need 50, and we especially didn't need 50 upside down. But I'm actually sort of glad it happened because forever I'll be able to remember the time <laughs> that I saw 50 upside down and their screenshots. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> my, my favorite part of it, though, was like I, I had to start Googling and searching, like, did, did we know 50 Cent was going to be here? He's not from yeah. L.A. He's a New York guy. Yeah. Like, my favorite part was once I saw 50, I got totally distracted because now I'm doing all these Google searches trying to figure out why he was there upside down. Right. <laughs> but it was yeah, nostalgic. Is he a bat? Like, what is happening? It was nostalgic. It reminded me of the music video, and he was, you know, he was in very good shape back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. But uh, he, he kept the muscle, <laughs> but he added a lot of cholesterol yeah. as well. And sometimes that's a bad mix. James so, Harden died. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the James Harden died. <laughs> exactly. He's added facial hair as well. So you're giving it an A, right, Theo? A plus for sure. Yeah, I'm giving yeah. it an A. Stone, for what you saw of it outside of uh, Stephen Accounting throwing up the West Side, what, uh, what, what, what you're giving it an A? Yeah, A+. Plus. All right, so we're all across the board. We're giving it an A. How do you grade the halftime show last night? 888-760-3776. Let's get the bell. Let's get the bell because class is in session. How do you grade the halftime show last night? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV 106.3. Grade the halftime show. We're grading the game as well. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. For those who observe, we're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash mbasport. 
Hey, tomorrow I'm going to the Heat game, Heat Mavs, tomorrow at the FTX Arena. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Stone one guess how I'm getting to the Heat game tomorrow. Choo-choo! That's right. The bright line, <laughs> big, yellow, and beautiful, the buzzer beater train. I'm going to skip the traffic. I'm getting to the Heat game in style, in comfort, in no stress. Brightline, the smarter way to skip traffic, get to the Heat Get to the next heat game like me. Stay till the last shot with Brightline's buzzer beater train. Let's you skip traffic, get to and from FTX Arena so you're there in time for tip-off. It's a block and a half away. The station's a block and a half away. You walk it when you get off the train, then you stay till the last shot. Doesn't leave until after. It is perfection, and it's quick. And the best part, I know I'm going to get home at a reasonable time. I'm going to go to the Fort Lauderdale station, have a drink, get on the train, have a drink, get to the station in Miami, have a drink, Walk over to the FTX Arena, watch the Heat whip that ass, get back on the train, head back to Fort Lauderdale, drive home, bam, done. Good times. Mm. And you can do that as well. Brightline, the best way to get to South Florida's biggest events, including including the Miami International Boat Show through the 20th at the Miami Beach Convention Center and the South Beach Food and Wine Festival February 24th through the 27th. Get all the information you need at GoBrightline.com or on the Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com. Or on the Brightline app. Uh, real quick, let's go to Twitter at KLV1063. We've been grading the Super Bowl, grading the game, grading the halftime show, and uh, you guys are very, very, very generous graders. You gave the game, Theo, a B and then an A plus for the halftime show. Stone, he's given it an A minus for the game and an A plus for the halftime show. I went C minus game. A for the halftime show. Ed Keller says, I'm going to give it a C, the game. Close, big plays, nothing iconic. Decided ultimately on poor O-line play and a couple of routes where Cup bests Eli Apple. I've seen 48 of these games. I think that's pretty fair. That is fair. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything crazy about that. Uh, Chris Lemley tweets, the halftime show is an A++++. My only confusion was Kendrick. He isn't what I would call old school. Okay, it's about West Coast though. Yeah, really about but, old but I do see where I do see where Chris is coming from because everybody else was old school. So I think it would be an easy place to go for you to 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 just assume that well, if they're all old school, or most of them are, why don't they all all well, old school? What it really so people think it was old school. What it was was West Coast legends, and the problem okay. is okay. the West Coast hasn't put out a hip hop slash rap legend, you know. Kendrick is that guy of this era. Then got you got it. Snoop Dogg, you got Dr. Dre. I don't know where so the he's Eminem the newest addition. Yeah, well, I mean, because he's he's Dre's boy, right? Eminem is Dre's boy, and then Fifty probably because of like Eminem. Like it's a weird tie there. And then Mary J, you know, she's the queen. Yeah, Theo, you know, I saw a lot of Nipsey stuff. As right. like that's who was missing. Nipsey would have yeah. been the guy as well that would have been there. But outside but, of that, I mean, Dom Kennedy's not a big enough name. Yeah, no, I agree. Guy. I agree. But I, I think Chris is on to something. Like you see Mary J. Blige, you see Dre, you see Eminem, even if it's because again, like like you said, it's not all this wasn't all West Coast. Yeah, it stars. wasn't. It wasn't. It so wasn't. they made the exception there, but even the exceptions were old school. So Kendrick was definitely sort of an outlier. He was awesome, though. But he hasn't put out music in a while. No, so that's the thing. He's about to be old school soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's quickly getting old school. Uh, when we return, listening lunch, and then we're going to grade the commercials. We're grading the commercials. And let me tell you, this could be a little bit of a bloodbath. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.